Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Joshua Terry podcast. I appreciate you for tuning in today. Uh, kind of just a short pod today, uh, kind of get started on, on how things will go. I am by myself today. Uh, we, like I said on the uh, trailer, I will be having guests on frequently. Uh, today, just kind of wanted to share some, uh, you know, thoughts on the Super Bowl, predictions of what I think will happen, talk about a couple uh, betting odds and props, what I think will happen when it comes to that. And uh, also, I want to get into a little bit of early season MVP thoughts for the NBA and uh, kind of a, just a couple things talking about uh, basketball. And that's really going to be it. I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Um, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Excited for that. We got the Chiefs versus the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Brady's 10th Super Bowl, looking for his seventh ring while Mahomes, uh, fresh off of his Super Bowl win last year, looking to repeat. It'd be the first time a team repeated since the Patriots did back in 03 and 04. Um, Brady, of course, was there for that. Um, before I get into my predictions, I just want to kind of speak on what many people that know me are wondering, who am I going to be going for? I'm going to be honest. I've had a lot of resentment this season towards Brady and the Buccaneers, mostly unfair. And I'm, I've come full circle. Here's, here's kind of how it went. Off season time, Brady has just come off of that pick six, his last throw as a new England Patriot. I've been a fan of the Patriots since I was, you know, four or five years old. First football game I ever watched. I didn't know what was happening. I know that the Patriots and the Rams were playing and I was, I was emotionally invested after that because I decided, you know what, they won. They're going to be my favorite team. And then luckily I picked a good one. They won many times after that. Um, 2007 was my first time ever crying, watching a, a sports related uh, anything. Cried tears whenever they lost to the Giants um, to end their perfect run uh, that season also. Um, Getting back to Brady leaving, uh, we kind of felt like it was happening mentally, but my heart was telling me, no, there's no way. There's no way he's going to leave. He announces that they're going to the Buccaneers. And from a pure football standpoint, I totally understand it. Uh, it makes sense to me. He had no weapons in New England. Nikhil Harry, first-round pick. Sony Michelle, first-round pick. Neither of them are that great at all. Harry appears to be a bust. Michelle had a good run early, but his body's just kind of abandoned him in terms of health. Doesn't look the same. Um, it was, it was tough. It felt like your parents being married for years and then 70th anniversary, you know, they've been married for 50, 60 years. They're in their seventies and it feels like they decide to get a divorce been in the league for 20 plus years. My entire life that I remember watching sports, Brady was my first big football player that I liked, followed him, defended him through every scandal, deflate gate, spy gate. I had something for it. And it felt like my dad left my mom for a hot young blonde. And I thought, you know, on the surface, you get it. You know, she's got a nice car. She's got lots of time left. You know, but you feel bad, though, because it's like, man, my, what about what we've been here for? What about mom? You know, mom's been there for you for this long and you're just going to leave her for the hot young wife. And 
you know, surface level, it makes sense. But, you know, just like, I just can't believe he would leave after this long. That's how I felt. Um, and I know it's silly that we are so emotionally invested with these uh, athletes like we are. So anyway, early in the season, I was good with rooting against him. I loved it every time he threw a pick. I remember watching them play the Bears early in the year, and he had this face after uh, after Khalil Mack sacked him. He looked at him and then just shook his head and just like, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, and it was nice to watch. It felt good as a Patriots fan. Cam, I was actually playing good at the early in the year. I was like, look at that, Belichick sticking it to him. Uh, it felt good as a Patriots fan, but as the season went along, he starts looking like Tom again. He's throwing the ball down the field. He's got people to throw to. They've got a decent running game, a good defense. And it wasn't always pretty, but it was still Tom. And at the end of the day, it was impossible for me to not root for him. By the time they played the Lions, he had 400 yards and four touchdowns in the first half. I was, I was all in. Patriots already knocked out of the playoffs at that point. I knew come playoff time, this was going to be the team I rooted for. And that's exactly what happened. However, I don't see them winning this game tomorrow. It's going to be a tough ask for them to be able to keep up with this Chiefs offense. A couple quick numbers on Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback. He's 6-1 and one in the playoffs as a starter. That one loss was to the Patriots in his first year as a starter, his MVP season. And that was a crazy game in and of itself. Um, he's only he's played in uh, 46 games for his career, Patrick Mahomes. He is 38-8. and eight. In the playoffs, he's averaging over three, almost 300 yards per game in the playoffs. And some of these games, they're up, so they're up quick. They slow down at the end of the game. Or um, last year was not the case. They trailed, almost, I think, in every game by more than one score, and they came back in all of them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, anyway, I don't know how this Buccaneers offense will be able to keep up with this Chiefs offense. The Chiefs can score at will. They're almost like the Golden State Warriors when they first got Kevin Durant Towards the end of the season, the Warriors kind of slowed down their offense. People were wondering, do they really mesh well together? Does KD and Steph, are they really going to coincide as well as, as we thought they would? Um, and then come playoff time, they flip the switch, blow through everybody. I think they lost one game in that, off, in that uh, playoffs. And that's, that's how this Chiefs team is. Uh, towards the end of the year, this year, they, you know, they barely beat the uh, Raiders at one point. They barely beat the Atlanta Falcons in a very low scoring game. Playoff time comes around, they flip that switch, often start scoring points. Um, and it feels like Andy Reid's at his prime. Patrick Mahomes obviously is amazing, but not only that, they have so many guys that you have to cover all the time. And it's common knowledge at this point. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Hardman is fast. They've got running backs who can do multiple different things. Hilaire's a good receiver. Uh, Williams is pretty good downhill runner. Um, I don't know how this Buccaneers defense will be able to slow them down. If they're not able to run the ball, they can pass it at will. And that's honestly how they want to run their offense. They, they, it's almost like they don't even want to run the ball. They just want to get the ball in their receivers who have all the speeds hand uh, in their hands in open space. And they do such a good job of it. Um, and that's kind of what I see happening. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball well on this Buccaneers defense. I think the Buccaneers defense is very good at running the ball. They have 
multiple defensive linemen who are very good at stopping the run. Their linebackers are probably some of the best in the league with Levante David and uh, Devin and, and White is also. And I, I don't see the Chiefs running the ball well. However, I just don't think the Buccaneers are going to be able to score as many points as them through the passing game. And that's what it's going to take. Uh, early in the season, the, the Chiefs do have one loss. That was to the Raiders. And it was an out-of-this-world game for Derek Carr. He passed the ball down the field, deep passes. You know, the Chiefs would kind of tempted him to do it because it's something that he hardly ever does. He, he's really a kind of, you know, everything's kind of closer uh, to, to the line of scrimmage when Carr throws the ball. But they dared him to throw the ball deep, and he did, and he did it well. They had over 100 yards rushing in that game, which I do think is kind of a weakness in the Chiefs' uh, defense however they score so fast you end up passing to try to play catch up anyway so unless you have a lead you're probably not going to be getting a lot of rushing yards on this team they were playing catch up that whole game against the Raiders and the Raiders just didn't let them get a chance to come back and that's honestly I honestly see this happening this way I see especially if the Chiefs get the ball early the Buccaneers I think one or two punts or it's bust they have offensive weapons. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with them. And, and that's just how I see it going. If the Buccaneers get up early, I could see it happening. If they get up early and they run the ball well, but that's, I mean, that's obvious. If they run the ball well, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, that's going to be the key, I think, is the running game, converting on those third downs. Because if you give the ball to Mahomes, you know, we saw it in the playoffs multiple times last year. We've seen it this season. They can score in a flash. Uh, my prediction, I do think the Buccaneers will be able to move the ball. I do think it will be a good, close game. They've got the line at three for the Chiefs. Uh, some places have it at three and a half because there's so much money on the Chiefs right now. And I actually do see them covering. I got my prediction at about 31 to 27. Not as high scoring as some people see, but I do see it being a win for the Chiefs. Um, if the Buccaneers can pull off an upset, I'm going to be happier than anybody. I just don't think I see it. A uh, couple props I want to look at real quick. They've got the over-unders. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that means, this is what they're predicting them to, to pass, the, the number of yards that they would get or touchdowns, depending on what the, the prop is. Um, the, I'll give an example. This is uh, passing yards. They've got it set for 30, 332 and a half yards for Mahomes. That's the over-under. So meaning – if you think he's going to throw more than 332 yards, you put a you put some money on it and it happens, then you win. You don't think he's going to put that much. You can bet that he'll do less than that. Um, 332 yards is actually quite a lot. I gave my prediction earlier is 31 to 27. I actually think there's a good chance that this under hits because I can see them getting an early lead and, and, and running the ball a lot with Darrell Williams. Uh, Hilaire's definitely going to be playing. They said he's good to go. I think you could see that hitting under and Brady's actually at 301 and a half, 301 and a half yards is the over under for him. I actually would go with the over there because I do think they might be playing from behind a lot just because the Chiefs score so fast. Um, they have the uh, rushing yard totals for Leonard Fournette, Daryl Williams, respectively. They've got Fournette at 49 and a half yards uh, and Daryl Williams for 34 and a half. I'm honestly going to hit unders on both of those. Like I said, I don't think that the, Buccaneers will be ahead a lot of the game. I hope that I'm wrong, but I do see them playing from behind a lot. I see them passing more than they're running. And Williams actually like the over four, unless they decide that they just want to really try to attack and run that lead up if they get it early and 
not give them a chance to come back. You could possibly see that hit if they do decide to run the ball. I don't think that's going to happen. I think 34 yards, unless barring a big run from him, it's probably about where he's going to end up. So uh, I would hit the under on both of those just because I think they're going to be passing a lot uh, to try to um, keep the, keep the score up for the, for the chiefs. Um, and with the other two running backs coming, Le'Veon Bell, he hasn't had a lot of touches. He hasn't capitalized on the touches that he's had, but I could see them trying to give him some touches, give him a chance to get going here in the playoffs. He should have fresh legs and he's been healthy. Um, and yeah, let's go ahead and get into the NBA real quick. It's still really early in the season. However, this is a shortened season. So we're taking off 10 games off the season. It's actually farther along than people think. We're not quite to the halfway point where we're actually more than a quarter of the way through the season. So I think it's fair to talk about some early season MVP thoughts. The preseason MVP frontrunner was Luka Doncic. He had a great game tonight against the Warriors, actually. He had seven three-pointers, and that was not happening for him early in the year. He was shooting 29% going into this game. I mean, he's shooting seven three-pointers a game, so he's still putting them up a lot. They just weren't hitting. Now, they always say shooters shoot, and I understand that, and he should be threatening people with that shot because he can hit them now and then. This season hasn't been going down as much as it can. Hopefully, we'll see that go back up. At this point, I do not see him winning MVP if the season ended today. Definitely not. Um, and I don't blame this all on him. He's got a lot on his plate right now. Porzingis is not playing the same. Uh, it's looking like they got the short end of the stick there from that trade. They're not winning games. The Knicks have their pick. If that if he doesn't turn it around and this team doesn't start winning some games, that trade is going to look worse and worse. Porzingis is taking bad shots. He's not hitting shots. He's not hitting open threes like he used to. Um, hopefully we can see him turn that around. He's just not the same right now. I really think with time it could happen. He's still young. And of course, Luke is only 21, obviously, but I don't think it's all even on Porzingis. They got Josh Richardson this off season. And a lot of people were saying this was going to be what they needed. Get them over the hump. This is exactly what would go good with Luca defender good good shooter but honestly he has not played well um i don't have all of, i don't have his uh his stats right in front of me right now but um you know miami he had one season where he really popped off ever since then it's it's been the same even after the uh, sixers traded for him last season people said the same thing this is exactly what they need this is perfect for ben simmons and Embiid, and it just hasn't happened um, so at this point, Luca, he he could still if they make a big run towards the playoffs, I see him maybe getting in the sixth seed at the most. Uh, definitely, they should be able to make the play-in tournament. As it stands now, they're only the the 14th seed, I believe, in the Western Conference, which is terrible, especially considering they had the number one offense last year. People were expecting this roster to play a lot better, especially with some injuries returning. Um, move on to LeBron James. Kind of same old, same old for LeBron, but it's that same old, same old is amazing for him. I mean, for anybody else, it'd be some of their best numbers. He's averaging 25, 7, and 7. He's, his points aren't quite as much as he used to. He's not getting as many assists as he did last year, but it seems like uh, last year he was kind of on a mission to lead the league in assists because he said he'd never done it before. He'd love to do it. He's got a PER of 24.6, which is really good. Um, it's a way above average. And LeBron's team is winning games. If they continue to do so, I could see him being a 
you know, top three MVP choice. But if the season ended today, the person I've got easily is Joel Embiid. He's averaging 29 points, 11 rebounds, and three assists per game. His team is first in the East right now. He actually looks like he's in shape. He's playing big minutes, which he he could do, but it didn't seem like he did well at the end of games over the last few seasons. He's actually looking great. He's locked in. I don't know if Doc Rivers said something to him or is just coaching him the right way or if, you know, he's tired of getting bounced into the playoffs and he's figured out, you know what, I got to get in shape. I got to do better because he has the talent to be top five in this league. And he's still, I mean, what, 28 years old? I'm going to look that up while I'm talking. He's still so young. He is amazing as it is. And he's finally playing like he needs to be. Now, another thing, one of the biggest problems with Joel Embiid's game for me was if he would hit a three, that was the worst thing that would happen because as soon as he hit one, he's like, all right, I'm going to shoot some more. If he missed that first three, he's going to actually take it inside like he should. I don't think he shouldn't shoot threes. However, whenever he does shoot them, he doesn't need to keep doing it over and over because he is so dominant inside and his post moves are probably the best in the league. And that's insane considering he literally just started playing basketball late in his you know, teenage years um, and, and didn't have a lot of experience playing out in high school ABU like they do now. But uh, that being put aside, he's so dominant inside and he should definitely still keep taking threes now and then just so that way he can keep the defense honest. You know, you don't want to make them just wait for you in the post, obviously, but um, he's shooting slightly less threes. And I honestly think that's helping, but craziest thing about his stats this year, come looking at it, just a couple of advanced stats. His usage rate is actually a little bit less, I believe, than what it had been in recent time uh, over the last couple of seasons. However, he is leading the league in win shares per 48 minutes with 0.296. Now, win shares, it's a bunch of different stats combined that add to how many wins has this player added to their team um, over the course of the season. And per 48 minutes, he is leading the league with 29.296. His last year's was 0.192. Before that, it was 0.194. He's jumped up a whole 20%, a whole 10%. He's at 0.296 win shares per 48. Um, and that's staggering. Uh, stuff. His actually usage rate has actually gone down slightly. So the fact that he's putting up these numbers with slightly less usage rate is insane. His PER is outstanding. He's at 31.5. That's upper echelon right there. That's what you see MVPs getting at whenever they score and get whenever they get the MVPs normally about that much or, or more or less. He's been playing out of his mind. The season ended today. They continue. To, he's definitely MVP. I honestly think they they're, you know, first in the East come playoffs, playoff time, they should probably go to him if he keeps his numbers up the way he is. Um, could they come out of the East? Many people think they could. It seems like they're pretty, they're playing pretty well. I don't know how, how much you to expect from Ben Simmons. He still gets great numbers, but during the course of the game, he kind of disappears. Everybody knows he can't shoot. He doesn't try to shoot. He shoot, he shot, I think four three pointers this whole season and hit one of them. Um, or maybe, maybe more than that. I don't know, but he's, he's managed to shot more. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's only hit one. Anyway, uh, hard to see how much he actually adds. People keep saying 
they were in the running for the Harden trade. I could, I could definitely see that being good for that team. Um, and also Bradley Beal rumors being circulated around there. I could see how that could be beneficial also, but they probably have to give up too much to get them. Uh, I do see them matching up well with the Lakers. However, I don't know how well over course of seven game series Embiid would hold up. He looks like he's in good shape, but guarding Anthony Davis seven games and, and Ben Simmons guarding LeBron, it'd be a fun matchup. We'd see if we got to see it. That's what I hope to see. Um, hopefully, hopefully that happens. Um, right now, the Lakers are the front runners to lead at the odds right now. They've got the Lakers as the favorites. They've actually got the Nets in, in Vegas. They got the Nets right behind them. I mean, it's still pretty, pretty good lead for the Lakers in terms of betting odds, but they got Lakers. They got the Nets after that. Clippers, who I do see matching up pretty well with the Lakers. I just don't know how well the Lakers have only gotten better from last year. Uh, I really think that, that the Lakers would probably win that series. Still early in the year, but they've got the Bucks followed after that. The Sixers, and then a surprise team been playing very good this year is the Utah Jazz, who I believe right now on February the 6th are leading the Eastern Conference in the one seed. Uh, it's been a fun year so far. We've seen some great performances, seen some crazy stuff already happen with uh, Jimbo Slice, James Harden, really, you know, finessing his way out of Houston, but then Houston actually playing better after he left. Part of that, obviously, he was not trying at all, but seems like that deal worked out pretty good for both sides. Um, Houston's been playing good. Harden's been playing good. The Nets don't play defense. They might not need to. It'd be pretty fun to see the Nets and the Lakers in the finals as well. I'm kind of rambling at this point, and I've really made all the points that I want to make for tonight. Uh, this was just a fun little quick podcast today, you know, a good 20 minutes or so. And I'm appreciate, I appreciate everybody listening if they did. If not, tell your friends anyway. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And uh, I appreciate it, like I said. And I will talk to you all again soon here in the near future. I'll have some... Uh, I have some guests on here. I've got a writer that I'm planning to have on for different New England Patriots websites. He's also super into the draft right now, digging and digging, looking at all these different people coming out of the college football. And he's got a lot of thoughts on, on what many different teams could do, how good they are. I'm excited to have him on. And we'll have a couple other people that people will be surprised to hear about. We've got a couple music artists. It's going to be a fun time. Um, anyway, this is it. I really appreciate you for listening and we'll talk to you all again soon. Thank you.